I just revamped my welcome sequence, two separate welcome sequences, my prices and packages guide, and also my case study. So if you opt into either one of those, there is a brand new welcome sequence that comes out. Previously, my case studies didn't even have a welcome sequence. Whoopsie. (laughs) I didn't even realize that, to be honest. I thought that they went into a similar welcome sequence as my prices and packaging guide. And by similar, I mean delivered the case studies and then all the rest of the emails were identical, but I was wrong. They don't go into any email sequence at all. Previously, you would opt into the case studies and the case studies would just open up on your screen. And that was it. Whoops, wasn't taking my own advice there. So I'm really glad that I went in and I set these up. Welcome to Market Scale Grow. I'm your host, Jenzea, and this is a Saturday strategy session where my goal is to bring you practical marketing strategies that you can implement into your business right away. Let's jump in. When I was revisioning my welcome sequences, I started to think a lot about all of the tips and advice and information I had got and I've seen before and I read before and try to put it together in a way that's authentically Gen Zaya. My previous welcome sequence was written by Branda, who is an amazing copywriter. She has been doing the emails and the blog posts for this podcast for over a year. Second is my coach, Melissa, Melissa Lynn. She's a business coach and I've taken some inspiration from her as well. And then Liz Wilcox, who has a membership, an email membership. So I'm part of her, I don't know, I bought her like annual pass or whatever it is. So I have additional trainings and extra stuff like that. So I've watched so many video trainings by her and really just love what she's putting out there about emails. And through her, I found Zach, whose last name is totally eluding me right now, but he also had a podcast episode about email sequences. And so that was really, really helpful. And actually his podcast about welcome sequences is what inspired me to do this one. And then Emily Hirsch, who's a Facebook ads specialist person over, I want to say like six, 12 months ago, I heard her say something about how she sets up the PSs in her emails and just creates, especially in her welcome sequences where she has multiple calls to action in the PSs that are the typical steps that someone might want to take. And so I drew a lot of inspiration from those, that structure of PS for my emails as well. So I took little pieces that I've collected over like the last six, 12 months. I took some of what Branda wrote from me what my coach Melissa has said, like just so many different things. And the reason I'm telling you this is cookie cutter strategies don't work. Inside of Liz's membership, she actually has a template for a welcome sequence and it's great, but it just didn't fit what I wanted. And so I think at least one of the emails is really modeled after one of her emails in her welcome sequence, but then the rest of them are inspired from other emails that I've got and those people that I just listed out. And I just want you, I encourage you to do the same thing, to really create a welcome sequence that represents you, represents your brand and feels really, really good. 
Currently, my welcome sequence has eight emails and my goal is actually to get it to 14. I just haven't really decided what the additional six emails are going to be at this point. And I'm really focusing on the like done is better than perfect mentality right now. And it's better for me to have the welcome sequence up and running. And I can add those additional emails in as I go and as I determine what pieces might be missing, what gaps there are and how I can fill them in. But I have eight. And the reason I have eight I think I've always, like if you listen to any previous podcast episode, my recommendation for a welcome sequence is like three to five. But with the changes that are happening and building relationships and connecting people with people is just so much more important. And also the length of buying cycles and the need for touch points has become increasingly important. And I actually recorded next week's episode before this week's episode. (laughs) I just finished recording it. And I go into like a really big commentary about touch points and the difference between micro touch points and macro touch points. And in it, I talk about how the welcome sequence is a really great opportunity to have those macro touch points, like really big touch points where someone's actually reading your content right off the bat. Because we know that welcome sequences have the highest open rates because you're fresh on someone's mind. They're really excited to consume that freebie and your content. And so I really wanted with my email sequence to take advantage of that excitement and go beyond that three to five emails. So this is what I did. My first email is the standard, here's the freebie right at the top. You can immediately find the link and get the freebie and then an introduction. My second email is actually like a pitch kind of email, a very low key pitch email where I am talking about the tripwire offer. So the freebie both the, well, not the prices and packaging guide. For my case studies on the thank you page is the toolkit, my ad toolkit for list building. So in that second email, I talk about the toolkit. Email number three is a content email to really nurture. And I'm gonna go into more details about like what each of them contains more specifically in just a second, but I just kind of want to give an overview. So email three is a content email. Number four is case studies. And so this is the case study email sequence. And so I thought it was really important to actually like talk about some of the case studies. And this is more of like an overview case study point by point and not really a deep dive. Number five is one of my best marketing tips. Number six is another content email. Number seven is a deep dive case study where I really do like a client focused spotlight. And then number eight is a final pitch. Okay, so let's deep dive into each one of these. Email number one, like I said, is delivering the freebie and introduction. So at the very top, I wanna make it really, really easy, really, really clear exactly how they can access the freebie. And then underneath that, I introduce myself. I talk a little bit about JD Teacherpreneur Marketing, being a boutique Facebook ad agency, And then I link to the podcast just in general, say like I'm the host of Market Scale Grow. If you want to check it out, here's the link. And then I talk about my community building. And so if you've ever heard any of my holistic marketing strategy episodes, I talk about content marketing, email marketing, and community building. So 
Content marketing is my podcast, so I really want to bring people into the content. List building, obviously, they're on my email list already. And then community building is Instagram is my main platform. And so I would recommend that you are delivering the freebie, introducing them to your long form content and introducing them to your social platform of choice. And then at the bottom, I think I have a P. Oh, no, in this one, there's no PS. For all of the rest of them, I do have a PS. So then the second email is that pitch where I'm reminding them of the Facebook ad toolkit for list building. And I go into some of the details about what's included, why each of these things are great, and how they will like help the person. But the very, 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 very first line before any of that pitch is, hey, have you had a chance to check out the case studies? And I link the case studies again because I want to make sure that they are able to quickly and easily access the case studies. And then in the PS for this one, I have PS looking for the case studies, grab them here, interested in learning more about the toolkit, go here. And so it's linking to those two main things. And that's really what the PS is. I decided what up to three different calls to action. And so for the case studies, the three different calls to action that I use are in every single email after the first one, looking for the case studies, grab them here. And then I also link to the toolkit. Want to learn more about the toolkit for list building? Grab it here. And then I also introduce working with Team JD. So if somebody's interested in working with me, either in a done for you capacity or strategy session, I have that linked as well. Okay, moving on to email number three, which is a content piece. The goal with the content is to position myself as an expert and then also get them into the habit of consuming my podcast. And I chose a very organically well-performing like content. It's a pillar content. And I just really walk through what the podcast is about with the details. And then I make sure that it's linked so they can easily find it. And again, in the PS, I do the looking for the case studies, looking for the toolkit, and then we go on. Email number four is an overview of the case studies. And so in this one, I give a bit of a picture. And my goal here is to introduce the idea of working with Team JD. And so I introduce what it looks like to work with us, some of the results that we've got, and what some of our philosophies for working together. And the main call to action for this one is the first time of booking a call. If you're interested in working with Team JD, book a call. And then in the PS, there's book a call, looking for the case studies, find them here want to learn more about the toolkit, check it out. Just like re bringing them back to the three things that they might be doing. And I want to train them of like, if you're just looking for a link, it's in the bottom. Looking for a link, it's in the bottom. Email number five is another tip. And what I didn't mention at the beginning is this one also has a pitch involved in it. So I pulled out one of my, like for one of the resources that's included in the tripwire, like a really great tip, trick, talking about the numbers and the data because I have a flow chart in there and like how you can use that in your business and the importance of numbers and data. And so that one is to give them a tip, valuable content, and also remind them of the toolkit so they can see like, oh, this is what I'm getting in the toolkit. This is why it's important. And then they can really be more interested and hopefully go and look at the toolkit, right? So it's doing those two things, selling on a little bit more of a softer sell and also 
positioning myself as an expert, giving a valuable tip that even if they don't buy the toolkit, they still walk away with some value. Email number six is another content piece. This is another podcast episode. Again, a high performing content pillar that I pulled from the podcast, something that goes with the rest of the flow. This one was about consistency in your marketing. And so just pulling that in of how consistency creates results and how a little bit, there's a little bit in there about how the toolkit helps to create that consistency, right? So there's no actual sell of the toolkit there, but it's just like that, put it back in their mind. And then again, at the bottom, looking for the case studies, grab them here. Want to learn more about the toolkit? Check it out here. If you're looking to work with Team JD, book a call. Email number seven, I did a deep dive into one client. So I spoke, like I said, meet Sarah. It's not Sarah. I can't remember the name off the top of my head. Um, I should have pulled it up so that I could actually have it, but meet Sarah. She blah, 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 like explain the type of ad that she was running, dove into the results. How do we get those results to really help further paint the picture of what working with Team JD is like. And of course, the main call to action for this one, again, was booking a call. And then in the PS, those same three that we've heard again and again and again, looking for the case studies, want to learn more about the toolkit, book a call to work with us because repetition, repetition, repetition. The final one that I have right now, again, I want to build this out further. I'm not sure if this will stay the last one and the additional emails get added in prior to this or if I'm going to add the emails on after. Haven't made that decision yet. Hopefully I'll make it soon. But for now, this is like a quote unquote final pitch. And so somebody, who was it? Oh, it was Zach in his email training that he did. He made a comment about not wanting to create false urgency. And that really, really spoke to me. I hate it when people say they're closing the cart and then they're like, there's so many of you who've been emailing us and we just opened it up for another 24 hours. Like I call BS. Did anyone actually email you? And if they did email you, why was your response not sucks to suck? (laughs) Okay. That's really harsh. But Why was it not like, I'm sorry, the cart closed. Here's the next time we're opening it. It just feels so disingenuous. And I say that I'm not 100% sure that I haven't done it before, right? Because it's so like there out in the world of creating that false urgency. There's only three spots available when there's more. And I've never done that one because I use that one a lot when I have like client spots available and I am very firm about how many clients I can take on and I (laughs) don't want to be like pushing numbers out there that aren't real because I just am like very firm about that border. But I know that that's a thing of like, I have three spots available or the sale's going away or like whatever it is. I agree with Zach that if you are going to be promoting some sort of urgency, it really needs to be genuine urgency. So I didn't put any urgency into this final email. I just said, last time you're gonna hear about me chatting about this for a while, if you wanna grab the toolkit, here's some of the questions we get about it all the time, listed out some of the FAQs that we have and threw in testimonial that I have about one of the resources that's in the toolkit so that people knew like, okay, I'm not gonna hear about this again. Maybe it's time for me to check it out. And so that's how I the deep dive that I've done into it and the structure of my emails. Uh, something I didn't mention, I so the first email delivers immediately. 
And then what I did is I put a 12 minute, 12 minute, a 12 hour delay for the next email and also send at 9 a.m. And then every email after that, it sends 24 hours later. And my reasoning for this, I, I went back and forth about it because I kind of really like the idea of somebody getting the emails consistently and where my like dilemma lay was like, what if they opt in at 2 a.m.? And then 24 hours later is 2 a.m. But if I hold them off until 9 a.m., they're going to go 36 hours without an email. Is that what I really want? I decided it didn't matter. Worst case scenario, someone opts in at 8.59 in the morning. They have to wait 12 hours and then they get it the following day. Or I guess worst case scenario, they opt in at 9.01 p.m. They wait the 12 hours till 9.01 a.m. They're one minute too late and then they have to wait another 24 hours. So it really is just 36 hours. But I just decided that's what I wanted. I wanted the emails to be going out in the morning so that there was that consistent time that I could, if I wanted, I didn't end up putting it in the emails, but I could put it in the email of like every day and like for the next two weeks at 9 a.m., you'll get an email from me in your inbox. That's something that Liz suggests in her email sequences is that you really clearly set the expectations so that people know when the emails are coming, what to expect. So I might go back and add that in there. So the first email delivers immediately and then there's a wait 12 hours. And then right after that, it's wait till 9 a.m. And then, so it's either like 9 a.m. the next day or potentially two days later, but no more than 36 hours. And then after that, each of the emails delivers 24 hours after each other. I also have it set up so that they're tagged and won't receive my weekly emails until they're done the welcome sequence. This is a personal preference and it's absolutely not necessary. Sometimes when I send out a second email in the week, I exclude people in my welcome sequence and sometimes I don't. It kind of just depends on what I'm feeling, what I'm promoting, what type of email is going out for me to decide whether or not they get that second email or not. I would say I probably lean towards excluding them more often than not. But yeah, so I think that that is everything for this episode. Chatted all about who were my inspiration for creating this welcome sequence. And I, again, can only recommend so, 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 so much that you do the same thing. You find people who have emails that you, that inspire you and use those inspirations to create your own. And even if you're in something like Liz's membership where she has templates that you can use, you can still pick and choose and personalize them. In fact, she like highly, highly recommends that you personalize all of your emails and often gives multiple different examples of how you can take her structure and change it, have the same like basic idea, but change it for different industries and different types of business. So how you can use the inspiration and other people's teachings to really create a welcome sequence that works for you. We talked about each one of my emails, what they include, um, how they include a balance of selling and nurturing and making sure people know I'm a business because that is very, very important. And also where I'm going and what my plan is to add those additional six emails. So thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate it. And I will be back in your ear with another episode next Saturday. 
Thank you for listening to this episode of Market Scale Grow. Every week on Saturdays, we release a new Saturday strategy session, sometimes with amazing guests. And I'm so thankful that you've taken some time out of your busy schedule to make me part of your journey. If you love this podcast, don't forget to share it with your friends and then head to your favorite podcast app to subscribe so that you won't miss next week's episode or any of the upcoming ones. And if you loved it, be sure to leave a review on Apple Podcasts so that other people can find this podcast and we can impact teachers and teacher business owners around the world. Thank you so much for listening and I'll be back in your ears next week with another Saturday strategy session.